0: Hello, hello, everyone. It's Amanda Grace. Welcome. We are live tonight with Grace Out Loud. I'll be bringing Marty Grisham in in just a moment. Hello to everybody who's coming on in the United States and around the world. Hello to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. I do have the door open because I have to listen for Chris upstairs with the dogs because he's been doing some interesting things today and so i just have to make sure to keep an ear out so this is why I see the door open in the background and uh so yeah so you never know the dogs may come down if i shut it Missy's going to open it anyway she knows how to open doors this dog and, and she's going to open the door on us anyway so let me bring in my co-host marty grisham and we'll open up in prayer hello
1: hey amanda
0: Do you see our new grace out loud that our team designed?
1: Yes. It's so nice. I really like it.
0: Oh, we're so glad you like it. We're glad. We hope it is, it is, um, up to standard for gumbo and princess and as well? Oh, well
1: now, yeah, tonight when we do our caption, this yes, going to be, there's been some graduation, you know, it's graduation season. There's been some graduations going on around here. So, You know, the kingdom of God is advancing, Amanda, and and we'll see Uh that very soon.
0: I have, I think I've got a good, um, sorry, something's in my eye here. A good caption this, I think for your photo. So I've been thinking about this. Okay, Marty, is it your turn to open up in
1: prayer? You know what? I'll do it again. Praise the Lord. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, before we do, Amanda, today is the national day of prayer
0: wonderful all glory be to god that grace out loud fell on the national day of prayer that's wonderful I know,
1: perfectly and we're going to talk about praying for our nation mm-hmm. and what does it look right. like and how do yes. we do that in balance so it's a perfect day i started to call you two or three hours ago to tell you i'm like you know what surely she knows <laughs> so, but but then again you know we're so busy um all of us are so busy but yeah so let's go ahead and and uh let's open with prayer so okay <clears throat> father we thank you you, father we just worship you and we thank you father we're just asking you, thank you. in the precious name of jesus to guide our words tonight yes, lord. lord we we hold with great weight and great value the opportunity to be able to speak to so many tens of thousands of people will hear this and lord so we're asking you to not bring anything but the words that you choose your anointing your insight your reproof, direction, correction, and instruction. We're asking you, Father, to speak through us. We're asking you, Father. You see tomorrows, Father. That's what Jehovah Jireh is. You can provide because you so clearly see tomorrows. So we're asking you to speak today to prepare us for our tomorrows, to gird us, to strengthen us, to realign us, to shoot us into tomorrow. The tomorrows, oh, oh, namasiyah, so. oh, we thank you, Father, for your anointing. So, Lord, tonight, as Amanda and I share, thank you, the Lord. Holy Spirit is already showing up. Holy Spirit, do what you do best that omnipresence that you do, I'm asking you to show up with the viewers, to show up, sit up on them, witness to them, show them the brightness of our future in the body of Christ and this nation. Much hope has been lost. Many have led astray under wrong, dark thinking. Bring them back, Lord, let's reposition ourselves that we are the triumphant church, that we are the victorious church, that we're the head and not the tail. (laughs) Yeah, we win, but not just in the end, we can win as we travel right on through. No one's going in this camp is gonna stop and hang out in the valley of the shadow of death, Father. You're gonna lead us right on through to the other side to the mountain of victory so father i thank you holy spirit i thank you that your presence was set upon those tangibly blessing them letting the fire of your anointing just sit on them your glory to have its way with them tonight as we speak the very oracles the very prophecies the very precious bountiful fruit of God's word. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over familiar spirits. We take authority over every tactic and strategy, every line, every trickle of deception that would try to come through and twist the words we say and make them sound like something else to the ears of others. No, in the name of Jesus, we exercise our authority over you, Satan. Yes, we shut you down in the name of Jesus. Jesus You'll not birth confusion, envy strife, the or division the in the, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Praise God. Praise I'm kind of serious tonight.
0: Praise we God. are, I feel it. Yep, we're gonna be getting to some serious stuff after this. Caption this.
1: Mm, oh, yeah. The caption this is gonna bring us back on earth.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> and For then God. we're going back to where a citizenship is. Okay.
1: You know, you know, Amanda, what I love about our show, what grace out loud is we can just be us like at any given time, you just want to pick your nose. Nobody cares because you know, if I just want to dig in my ear or scratch, you know, and, and I'm obviously I'm joking, Amanda, obviously I'm joking and you're laughing, but what I love about our show what we do is we have the capability of just being raw and yes. just being real. Because there's so much hype and so much religion out there today. And there's so many people of God that have just set under just words of shallow insight. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're they're just they're just sitting under layers and layers of shallow religion. And so um, so I just pray that we just cut out the religion tonight. Any that tries to come in. And we speak and inject into the hearts um, this desire for them to pray for their nation. Praise God.
0: Praise God. <clears throat> Praise okay, the Lord. This. Amen. Amen. Okay. Caption <clears throat> this. Okay. So I think we're going to do, you haven't, have you seen mine?
1: I have not.
0: Okay. I okay, good. So this is going to be like a total. <clears throat> okay. So let's put up my caption this for Marty marty caption
1: this <laughs> oh my let me make this big that's on my misty. screen i gotta see what this is is that a what is that in that's a dog treat okay okay so, uh, so amanda understand i'm taking in the full picture of this i've seen the sherwood bottle in the back left
0: um i had an
1: appointment <laughs> with, i had an appointment with dr sherwood just today so okay i'm thinking i'm seeing dog guilty dog uh because this does this in his mouth does not look like it's part of the sherwood plan i actually have the sherwood book right here this is dr sherwood's guidebook and i don't think i'm going to find that treat inside here so i'm no. thinking shame shame on you that's my that's my I <laughs> caption this <laughs> missy
0: looked like she rolled a cigar looks yeah. like she rolled a cigar and, and and is having herself uh you know A nice Mm -hmm. little puff there yeah that's one of missy's treats she absolutely loves those they're made of of chicken and vegetables so wow mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. we're high free interesting right okay now we have marty's
1: okay what do we have wow
0: (laughs) just like whoa you know
1: (laughs) get up in there what do you think well
0: I want to say gumbo graduating to etouffee.
1: <laughs> Ooh,
0: <laughs> that's yeah, what that's I want to call this. Well, red, white, and gumbo. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good.
1: That's good too. Yep. Yeah, you know it's kind of graduation season, and he's been watching all of my videos, and you know we just—he's um, he's getting ordained this weekend.
0: Oh, well, how wonderful. Gumbo's getting ordained so he can minister to all the chickens
1: Yeah, he's of the a, world. He, he's been training for a long time of casting out foul spirits.
0: <laughs> no pun intended.
1: Actually, yeah, it was intended. So,
0: okay. Uh, okay. Praise <laughs> well, praise the Lord. That's this week's
1: caption, this. That's this week's. That's okay, good Marty. One. Okay. So. Well, so, um, <clears throat> well, if, um, I'm just kind of pulling us up here where I can see us over here on the side. So, um, so today's the national day of prayer. That's a pretty cool thing. I actually, uh, here in the city of Tulsa, I went to a lot of the leaders in the city came together and prayed for the city. So it was a really good time. Um,
0: That's really wonderful. great
1: time seeing the city come together like that. And I know all over the nation and even for the rest of the day, there'll be many praying. So it's really an honor, um, to be on grace out loud. What a great day for us to have this. And this is like Wonderful. a third or fourth week in a row talking about praying for the nation. Yes. Um, and just the interesting hour that we're in. So, you know, you know, sometimes people are, are not motivated to pray. We could talk for a few minutes about all the crazy going on and you know, that can motivate someone to pray. But another way to do, Another way to get someone uh, excited in prayer is to talk about how kind of how I prayed a while ago. We are the victorious church. We are the triumphant church. We are, Um, I guess probably about an hour and a half ago, I'm on the phone with um, Jenny's with me and I'm on the phone with one of her staff. um, And I literally got on the phone with them and I couldn't talk and they're like, hello. And I'm like, hold on the word of the Lord's coming to me. And I just began to release and began to prophesy, began to prophesy about the darkness of the the hour that we're in and Mm -hmm. that how we're called to go out and be a light. And the Lord began to talk to me about being like a ship going out in rough waters. And he began to talk to me about what's the significance of a lighthouse. Does a lighthouse, is, is the purity and the powerfulness of its job, is it during the day when you can see and you have all the answers and no one's confused and there's no darkness is that when the lighthouse is most needed or is it the roughest night the darkest night when lives are at stake come on when ships could crash on the bank and people die when there can be shipwreck when there can be loss that's when the lighthouse is the most needed and i believe we you and i and the body of christ we're needed more and more because we're definitely getting darker in this earth.
0: You know, what's interesting too about a lighthouse. That's a, that's a really good analogy. And a lighthouse is always anchored on solid rock. Mm. When a lighthouse is built, they build it on a bunch of solid rock. So when the waves hit the rock and the waters get rough, that lighthouse stays rock solid and projects that beam of light out into the darkness for the ships to see the, the rough waters and the jagged edges and the and the other things that go on out there. So that's another interesting thing about a lighthouse. And a lighthouse is lifted up. So where we would be in the lighthouse operating the light is at the top where you can watch when you show the light out. you can see, You can see far. Yeah. You can see far into the span of the waters. Absolutely. thing is falling off here. Did you see what just happened, Marty? Go on. What's going on? Okay, we're good.
1: Okay, praise God. There we go. You probably have some animal trained to come do that for you. I'm sure you do.
0: It would be wonderful if I did. But you know what is this? A fleece. Go ahead. It's a fleece.
1: When the lat, when last year we were in Tulsa, we were all at a house together and we got firsthand to see your whispering, whatever it's called, where you are just can take animals and, and teach them immediately. Like the dogs were like dancing ballet. I mean, what, what were you doing with those dogs? That's that's just really powerful gift to, well, you understand teaching them with treats and obedience. You understand how to get and them. To corrections. Do, yeah. Correct. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm corrections is a big one yep you have to give dogs corrections positive strictly positive training does not work there has to be corrections otherwise the dog never understands where the boundary is
1: correct i'm telling you i mean (laughs) it's a perfect example of kind of what i'm wanting to barely touch into tonight okay the body of christ is just needing corrections the leaders in the body of christ Many in the body of yes. Christ. I I'm I'm hearing we just started Loudmouth Prayer Nation, which by yes. the way, mm-hmm. everyone, we do have a big surprise. Amanda Grace is gonna be joining us this Thursday. This Tuesday. Yes, this Tuesday. So today is Thursday. So this coming Tuesday at nine central ten Eastern, Amanda is gonna be joining the Loudmouth Prayer on our channel, doing yes. a loudmouth prayer nation. Our very first guest. And so uh, we're going to have a great time of prayer and a great time of talking about intercession. It's going to be kind of like a, a kickoff of what we're doing, even even tonight. It's going to, but then we'll get into prayer at the end and really interceding. Really want to push in maybe some travail, maybe some you know deeper intercession. So we'll just push in and see see what the Spirit of God would say.
0: But the Amen. correction
1: of, that you're talking about, the obedience, the correction needed to get a, the dogs or the animals to do the right thing. It's kind of where we are much in the body of Christ. I'm talking to people who are reaching out to me. i just was on the phone yesterday with a gentleman. He'll probably watch this show tonight. His wife reached out to me and said, my husband um, has to do with a certain church and um, he's going to go talk to them this week because they are opening up. They're all wearing rainbow flags and rainbow things. And they're, they have completely accepted the, uh, LGB, whatever the world it is, community. They've yeah. accepted that transgender and all these things are, is needed in society and it's part of God's plan. And so he actually, I think it was yesterday or the day before, went and talked with them and they were disgusted. They just thought that he was attacking them. How dark is this? And that he yeah. would bring up scriptures from the word of God just shining truth on these topics. And they did not want to hear the word of God. I'm going to tell you, this is a very, very dark place, Mm -hmm. very dark place to operate. When you're standing in front of others, supposedly a minister of God spewing such demonic lies to the people, to the children, Lord have mercy man, that's, that's the worst place you can be such a terrible place where the hand of God is just tweeting to just pull protection off of you because yes. he has to, it, it, yes. his hand will come off because of the, just it, it's not just disobedience or it's not just perversion. It's the blatant disrespect of the very body of Christ. That they're trying to pervert and wrongly deceive it's just the darkest place to be
0: i think what's happening too is that the church has gotten on this kick part of the church because it's not the it's part of the church where they're trying to be cool Mm
1: -hmm. hip cultural
0: with it yep culturally sensitive with the times get
1: jiggy with it
0: yeah get get, you getting jiggy with it the whole deal they're trying to do that thinking oh that's how we bring the world in we just become just like them no jesus never became like the world to reach the world he was not of the world he was peculiar he was ahead of his time and that's why the world was drawn to him (laughs) when you have a magnet you need opposites to attract if you have the same side of a magnet what happens it repels that's exactly what the what happens with the anointing of God it repels off because it cannot it cannot attract to 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 that part of the world that you're welcoming in the Lord wants to see them saved, but he's not going to, you know, attract and bind to that, basically. They are making it an inhabitable place for the Holy Spirit to, to dwell. Totally uninhabitable place for the Holy Spirit to dwell.
1: Okay. The Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, Ruach he is really sensitive. He's very sensitive. He's not emotional. He's just sensitive. And he's a gentleman. He doesn't make you do things. He, like almost in a beautiful sachet, a beautiful waltz, he leads you to do things. But he's very sensitive that when pride, lack of honor, when when unfaithfulness, when so many things show up in the room, um, he'll just fly away. He'll just move on. He's very sensitive and most churches are not sensitive. So they'll get up and they'll do many different things. They'll have people up on the stage that are half dressed, dancing, almost sensually during worship times. The Holy spirit cannot stay in these times. And then you'll have pastoral staffs and others. People get up and share things that are not in line with the word and that are puffing up and pointing people to look at man instead of pointing people to look at Jesus. Let me tell you something. God is very, very serious about not sharing the glory with anyone. Now God likes to exalt us, but he said, if you really h- uh, humble yourself, because if you remember what it said said in Philippians that Jesus made himself of no reputation, humbled yes. himself, took mm-hmm. on the likeness of man, completely emptied himself of divinity to embrace and clothe himself with humanity. I'm giving you the Marty translation of it in that it says, and God highly exalted him and gave him a name above every other name. The reason why God could legally exalt him is because Jesus himself chose to humble himself. A lot of people say, Hey, you should resist pride. You should resist pride. There's, about a 10% truth to that. The other 90% is chase after humility. You want to really kill pride, chase after humility. Many times, if you look at the problem, you just get stuck on the problem. Look at the answer. The answer is the humility, the purity, the holiness found in the father, found in the word, chase after humility and you will automatically be rejecting pride.
0: Amen to that. That's true. Because humility is the opposite of pride. So if you chase after that, what happens? Pride cannot grow. It becomes an uninhabitable place for pride to grow. This is why you want to seek after these things. This is why the Lord says in his word, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added onto you. Because when you're seeking that first, these things like pride these things like resentment the you know these things of the flesh it makes it very difficult for the enemy to sprinkle seed and 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 cause it to grow very difficult it becomes much harder you want to make the enemy work really hard really really hard until he goes you know what this isn't worth it right now and he retreats but i'll tell you in my case and I say this to the Lord a lot. And I say this walking around the house where, you know, where Chris is outside and I'm just talking to the Lord. He's outside doing things and he's and he's 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 uh, using saws. He shouldn't be using, you know, things like that. <laughs> and I look and I go, Lord, I need you every breath of every second of every day. I can't do this without you. That that's what you want. That's and I mean it when I say that I can't. I cannot do all of this without him. Every breath I take is because of him.
1: That's a beautiful way for you to describe humility. You know, humility is okay. So set aside humility and look at pride. Now, why are we talking about this, Amanda? Because this is so wrapped up in our church. We're still addressing the church. We're just doing it without the church knowing it. So I'm just gonna go ahead and let them know we're addressing leadership in the church. We're addressing <laughs> okay, the body of the church. We're addressing okay. worship in the church. We're addressing so much in the church. But humility. Humility um is about you not having the answers and you knowing it and you admitting it and you running to God for the answers. Mm-hmm. Because pride will say, Oh, I've got this, I know what to do i one of i me my we us you know one of my instructors at Rama, uh when, at bible school he said every time you hear an i a me a my mine we ours us look for pride because it's like me keep- too yeah yeah. Me
0: too, yeah
1: yeah because they keep said someone keep pointing and i've done it before i mean i i've i've you ever met someone and had a conversation and 5 minutes later you realize you're the only one that talked and the whole time you're talking all about yourself and i'm like oh i wish i could go back in time and redo that conversation i probably seemed so prideful but you know you could have been nervous and just like spattering yeah. out stuff or you're trying to really actually impress someone uh oh well that could, could get into pride really easily but the problem with pride the really the nitty gritty root of it is that man is trying to walk away from God, saying, "I don't need your help, God." That's why I love the way you said that. You said it so simply, but so accurately. Every breath you, every like that song was it, every move I make, every breath I take. God is watching you. Is that how the song goes? It's something close, <laughs> kind to that. of, kind of, yeah. yes. But you said it so well, Amanda, that everything you're doing, you're truly saying, "God, I'm drawing this from you. I need your strength, your grace." To make it through every day. I've got so much on my plate. I'm needing you, God. That is emptying yourself. That's what Jesus did. See, Jesus emptied himself so that God could fill him. And that was where God exalted him and gave him a name above every other name. And then when ministry started, well, the Holy Spirit came upon him upon in the River Jordan, upon the baptism That's of John right. the Baptist. Mm-hmm. And at that moment in time, he was launched at the full exalting for that three and a half years of ministry to go out and do the works.
0: You know, what's interesting about the three and a half years that he, because the Lord is, is consistent in his word three and a half years is also the two time periods broken up in the, the tribulation period, that seven year tribulation period. You have the three and a half years that what happens The opposite happens of what christ did the antichrist goes on i'm really such a good guy campaign look i can solve all the world's problems and tries to counterfeit the ministry of christ in that three and a half years on the earth and then the next three and a half years what happens all hell unleashes on earth so isn't that interesting that that three and a half years of ministry follow suit with those two time periods in the book of revelation
1: Yeah, absolutely. It really is interesting.
0: It just came to
1: me. To kind of bump it up a little bit more. My wife, Mm -hmm. I don't remember if I've ever on this show shared. Now, here's a little little interesting nugget not everyone knows, and I hope my wife doesn't mind this. But um, about a year ago, um, my wife was contacted by someone and said, hey, Robin Bullock had a word about you. And my wife's like, what do you mean? She's like, oh, yeah, I heard it. Robin Bullock had a word about you online. He didn't know who he was talking about, but he said, Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer Johnson. Well, that's my wife's name, Jennifer Johnson Grisham. And so that was her maiden name. And I mean, that was her, you know, name, birth name. Um, and so, and that's still her middle name. And so he said, Jennifer, John, the, the wife of a prophet, you will begin having dreams. And, you will mm. begin having i know i see amanda's face because she's mm-hmm. been hearing some of the dreams that my wife has you will be oh yes having very dreams. vivid mm-hmm. yeah and oh extremely extreme she had one last night blew me she woke up this morning and she said well i had one about you again i'm like oh lord let it please be a good one let it please be a good one because some of them were often wild yes. times you know in the future um yes. so it was kind of a good one but um but yeah so she has a lot of dreams and the Lord's really speaking to her and they're extremely complex and tons of detail. Well, one day she had a dream and the Lord spoke to her and gave her and told her to go to Jeremiah 23 two. Well, this was about a year ago, year and a half ago when the Lord was really beginning to separate Jenny and I together, we do everything together. You know, we're one, um, scripturally. And so the Lord was separating us more unto the church to mm-hmm. prophetically see in the realm of the unseen and recognize what things wrong with the church to be able to help make adjustments and corrections and bring light to darkness in the church. Yes, I said darkness in the church. Yes, right. there's much darkness in the church. Uh-huh. Yes, the pride humility problem we just talked about that was deep revelation. The Lord talked to me for two hours one night about darkness in the church. The Lord fell on me for an hour and 20 minutes and talked to me about pride and darkness in the church, in the leaders. There's a major, major problem with the Father. And the it's Lord gave of this darkness. to my wife.
0: Go ahead. It's a cloak of darkness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go on. Jeremiah 22, 23 2, he gave her this scripture. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel against the shepherds who feed my people. You have scattered my flock, driven them away and not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for the evil of your doings, says the Lord. Mm. She woke up, had that scripture and she brought it to me and we read it together and I'm like, my 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 and now so and this is where we are honestly i I have to tell you i i'm not in the last year i have not been able to see a huge dramatic change that much of the leadership has woken up because of the deepness and the depth of the darkness that they've allowed the lord's flown me over the city of tulsa with the holy ghost and shown me different leaders and the uh, spiritual leaders in the city and would point out who had darkness in them, Yeah. in them, and then point out some that didn't have darkness that I thought, well, well, wonder about this one. And he said, no, there's no darkness in them. Prophetically, he is trying to get things in place because the harvest is coming. It's coming and we need them. We're not trying to put them down. We're yeah. not trying to kick them off the curb, throw them in the ditch. We're trying to pull them out of the stinking slimy ditch, of darkness, the ditch of error, the ditch of confusion, the ditch of all of this sexual um, twisting and perversion, the ditch of spiritual manipulation and witchcraft, they are in the ditch and we're trying to pull them up here because we need them on the team. We need them to go up to the plate and swing for the fence with us. We need them. We're not here to kick them when they're down. We're here trying to pull them up out of the darkness. You know,
0: what's gotten so much into the church? Well, first of all, I'll say Chris is like that, where my husband will say to me, I can see their soul, Mm. which means I can see whether there's darkness or light in there, even if it's not presenting itself that way. He said that before. me about people i can see their soul uh and so which is very interesting yeah but what has gotten in to the church are highly destructive seducing spirits these are seducing spirits highly destructive seducing isn't always of a sexual nature although it can be they are also destructive they are meant to literally allure break down weaken and destroy that is their motive uh to 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 give an example philistines served seducing spirits they served them dagon mermaids things of that nature many times will appear in dreams as seducing spirits um in fact, that's what I saw about it. I'm going to talk about it in full tomorrow, but that's what I saw wrapped around Tucker Carlson sent out to try to destroy him. And I, I had that dream when I was in Tulsa for the Loudmouth prayer event at the end of March. Wow. Uh, and so, but that's, what's gotten in. And once they coil, once they grip, you know what they start to do? They start to stiffen. The leadership, almost starting to turn it to stone, turn it to a pillar of salt, turn it because it allures it in a direction it should not go. And the leadership gives itself over to it, which is the door. They're supposed to be the gatekeepers, because once that gate is opened by the gatekeeper, it has access to their entire congregation.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um... One minister that I listened to years ago, Amanda, um, he would go to a lot of different churches. He's gone home to be with the Lord. Now at a ripe old in his mid eighties, he went home to be with the Lord, or maybe even older than that. Um, he might've been in his nineties when he went home to Jesus, but very powerful man of God that dealt with, um, deliverance ministry. Now I like to say deliverance ministry. I like to go ahead and make this fact that this is an absolute biblical fact. The majority of the time when someone says deliverance ministry is a little bit of a confusion in that they're only talking about delivering people from demons. That's not the true depths of deliverance ministry. Colossians 1 says that he hath delivered us from the powers of darkness and hath conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear son. So Amen. we've been delivered from wrong thoughts. We've been delivered from sickness, disease, poverty, lack, confusion, fear. Amen. Deliverance is all of those things but if we say someone was operating in the demonic deliverance well then that makes a little more sense but just to take over and hijack the terminology i guess some people aren't going to like this but i'm just telling you what the bible the bible does not make deliverance just about demons the deliverance ministry is not just about that it's deliverance from many it's all the powers of darkness So let's don't hijack the terminology for the, for the use of, of, and I'm not talking you and I, I'm just saying, uh, if we just plugged in for clarity, see that that's mine and your job, Amanda to bring clarity to the body because there's always confusion in these areas. So if we have to over explain, it's only to keep us in track in line with the word. So we could say demonic deliverance ministry or praise God for that but just deliverance alone is deliverance from everything. But this minister was used a lot in demonic deliverance. Okay. And as he went to one church to speak, he's standing, it's a denominational church. I'm not going to say what denomination, but every one of you know it very, very well. And he's standing at the back talking with the pastor. And then the pastor manifests a demon. And the demon says, I write the sermons every Sunday morning.
0: Oh, right. Goes,
1: this minister says, I bet you do. <laughs> and then he continued to deliver the, the pastor from a demonic spirit. So <laughs> we've just got some interesting times ahead. We've got to walk in the power of God. Now it's going to be so easy for all of grace out loud, Ark of grace followers to listen to this and say, go get on Marty. Go get them, Amanda. We'll get you. We've got your back. No, we're all called to do our part. That's right. You might end up in a shopping line and a demon turns around and manifests in front of you. You might just because the day you're living right in in Walmart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you. Lots of them walking
0: around Walmart. Let me just tell you. Uh The day
1: you're living in right now might not look like one year from now or six months from now. Darkness is getting darker, and the darkness is manifesting. I'm saying something now. The darkness is manifesting more than ever. And so if you walk at a certain place, it might manifest right in front of you. What are you going to do about it? Well, first thing, you're going to not operate in your own power. So I just wanted to mention Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Now, before I even go on, you know Ephesians 6.12 is everyone's favorite demon scripture. It's everyone's favorite demon scripture. But you know what? It doesn't have the power in it. It just has the revelation of what you're supposed to do. Ephesians 6.12 says you're supposed to wrestle against, not wrestle against flesh, but you're supposed to go against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. It's telling you what to do. It's not showing you the power to do it. Ephesians six ten. It's telling you the power that causes you to be able to do that. Finally, my brethren, Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord in the name of Jesus. Use the name of Jesus. Mark 16 says, in my name, those who believe, they will cast out devils. Very first thing he said, the Great Commission in Mark 16, starting around verse 15, verse 17, going right on through verse 20 is saying all of the great commission and it's all empowered by his punch of the name of jesus so right here in ephesians 6 12 finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might if his might you don't try to take care of any type of deliverance any type of anything out of your own might you need to know how to use the name of jesus
0: Right. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, which is not in our own might, not by your might, not by your power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so I think what has happened is that one of the things that seducing spirits love to do is they love to lead the people of God away from operating in the true power of God through people in the pulpit. They love to lead them away from that and literally shut that down in their life. Because when that is shut down, they're not a threat. They are literally looking to disarm you. Take your weapons away. Take your armor away. And they're using those in the church who are working with those in the world to do it. They've now formed an alliance. You know, in Germany, when everything happened that happened, 3,000 Protestant pastors formed an alliance with Hitler and put forth his agenda. There were 18,000 Protestant pastors in Germany at the time. 3,000 formed an alliance with Hitler and his agenda and promoted it to the people promoted it, promoted it as the will of God, promoted it as fine and okay, that was a seducing spirit, a highly toxic, dangerous, seducing spirit. And it sounds really alluring to the wrong ears of people that don't have discernment. And this is what we see happening today. You have part and a faction of the church that has aligned itself with the agenda of the world and the enemy in order to propitiate it and bring it forth to the body of christ why to atrophy part of the body because when part of the body is atrophied what happens there's no strength there's no strength it's not there anymore up you're muted marty
1: sorry there's a move coming there's a move coming now. I'm reluctant to say that in such a way, because over the years I've heard people talk about, well, you know, don't wait on a move. You be the move and you know, I, I, I appreciate all these opinions, but at the end of the day of the spirit of God's the spirit of God. And I hear him saying, there's a move coming, a move of the Holy spirit, a wind of the Holy spirit, yeah. the wind of the Holy spirit that has blown in the past is now beginning to stir and blow again the wind of the holy spirit that blew upon many denominations the catholic church the baptist church the methodist church you know the baptist and the methodist church good people and you know a lot of their leaders 50 years ago 80 years ago they embraced the baptism of the holy spirit with the evidence of they embraced healing mm-hmm if they embraced it and they're not embracing it now who changed and why now not putting anything down i'm saying these are good people they're just they need the light of god's word and they need the fullness of the gospel the fullness of the gospel and so there's a move coming to the church to those that have not received and have not been operating in the in the moving of the spirit and the baptism the holy spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues now i'm speaking actually prophetically but it doesn't seem that way but there's a move coming and it's a move already beginning to blow and it's going to blow did i tell you amanda did i share with you a word that i had the other day about the catholic church no this was just the other day i'll find it here really quickly okay there it is right there i had this uh on one of my live shows uh, i'll read it to you real quickly i just retyped it yesterday to get all the mistakes out of because sometimes you know punctuation is not always good when you're speaking <clears throat> this was me on april of 2023 i've got news for the catholic church i heard again like i just heard this last week it's not business as usual anymore for that church for the great awakening to them will be more powerful will be more of a powerful bone shaking yeah Dry bones, piles of dead bones, shaking and quaking. Catholic Church as a prophet unto the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have got something to say to you. Come alive in the name of Jesus with the wind of the Spirit. That's the wind I'm talking about. Holy Spirit, breathe into that church. That's the wind I'm talking about. Breathe into that church. Breathe Mm -hmm. unto that portion of the body with your powerful baptism and gifts. Catholic Church, wake up and know that the day of usability has not passed you by. I can tell you when I'm giving this word, it's not out of here at all. It is just yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying. That's how strong it gets. You don't even know what you're saying. You go back and read it, and you're like, and you're like, I, I said, said that. that? Yeah, the day of usability has not passed you by. Oh, for the Father is patiently waiting for you too, for many of you are also the precious fruit. Ha ha. And then I begin to see in the Spirit, so I saw, you know, like a pinball arcade game, the pr- pretty shiny silver ball will be shot as someone pulls the little lever to punch the ball. Yes. The Mm -hmm. ball will be shot. The ball will bounce off of the rubber corners, those spring-loaded corners, and the ball will keep bouncing around off of those corners and walls. And I saw the Catholic church is like that. It is being shot and all of these little walls and corners are like the leaders in the Catholic church that are just bouncing the ball around, shoving it around, keeping it from getting where it belongs, hindering the church. The Lord just dealt with me and just said, I'm going to lay aside, the anointing's coming on me. I'm going to, <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to lay aside and lay waste all the leaders that have kept that shiny little ball from coming home to me. No more being tossed around with false doctrine. No more being lied to that you must go to the father through another man. No more being punched and bounced around. It has been absolutely demonic. So we're now preparing the way the king is coming. Wow. God is going to restore many, many denominations, many, many groups and sects of people sections of people. He's going to restore so many people that have gotten astray in error because they just didn't know. And many of them were led that way. Mm-hmm. He's going to restore. And it's the wind of his spirit now beginning to blow upon this nation, the wind of his spirit now beginning to blow. And I can tell you right now on this day of national prayer, that the wind is blowing from this day forward. You'll actually be able to sense and feel a wind of the void, a wind of the breath of the Holy spirit blowing more and more into the denominational churches. There'll be outpourings of the spirit. There'll be those that will receive the baptism of the Holy spirit.
0: Yes, they will. They'll, they'll receive it. it you're right. It will hit parts of the Catholic church and they'll just start speaking in tongues again. Yeah it'll just descend descend upon them and come upon them because it's gotten so dry and brittle that they're going in there literally dehydrating for the word They're they're you've got people just totally dehydrated totally void of the word totally void of the understanding totally void of feeling the power of god they're all going and they're standing in a building where the presence of the lord is not dwelling and when it becomes ritualistic at that point and this can happen this can happen in other denominations as well but when it comes ritualistic at that point and the statues around them become more tangible than the power of God, there's an issue. That has to be corrected. That there needs to be a major correction. Yeah. Because you're right, wonderful people needs to be a major correction and to the head and to the priests as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because yeah. leading people in a desert is not going to help them spiritually in the times we're living in.
1: Amanda, the blind cannot lead the blind. It's true. Somebody's got to see. And, and that's a little bit of what, like the Jesus revolution, you know, kind of was a little bit, right? I mean, that Jesus movement, it was kind of like the leaders weren't doing it, you know? And so the people themselves just got hungry and crying out for God. That well, That is part of what we're going to be seeing here because there's going to be so many leaders that don't rise up and and lay a hold of the divine assignment to lead the people into the deeper things of God. The people are going to leave their churches, leave their States. I've heard of how many people are moving to warrior Alabama. They're moving there because the move of God is there. They're hungry for God. They're moving all the way across the nation. It's just, it's, it's really amazing. I hope it begins to make a statement to the leadership that is dead the leadership that is so sleepy they can't even mention politics ooh they can't mention anything they're so afraid it's it's absolutely shameful
0: they're afraid because they have allowed the enemy to come in and disarm them to completely disarm and hand it over all their weapons shut the word and just completely surrendered but not in the right way we should be surrendering to the will and power of god not to the works of darkness and the enemy because when that happens the enemy can take an enormous advance in its agenda and so we see that in new york going on now There's a surprise coming to New York with this because I've said this before. There's a Jonah coming to New York because they're trying to make New York City Nineveh. And there there (laughs) is a spiritual shaking that is going to happen in New York. And there are parts of New York that are going to be gut wide open. And the power of God is just going to pour into those areas. And you're going to see in these states that they have tried to steep in the demonic steep in the kingdom of darkness steep in oppression steep in in these coiling uh, you know lying serpents you're going there goes there goes cyrus well yes. so probably either chris is coming in the house or someone's at the door but the steep in this you're going to see the power of god come in yeah and cause a revolution in these areas a spiritual revolution not only a revival because we need but we need a revolution also a total change in the status quo and the standard that has been acceptable for the people of god to operate in yeah
1: i wonder amanda let me just throw this out there and you chew on it real quickly and tell me if you could see this you know the 1857 revival was a revival of prayer. It
0: mm-hmm. was known
1: as the uh, the layman's revival, the layman's prayer revival, because there wasn't any spiritual leaders. Now I know spiritual leaders are going to be used. Now they're going to be used, but that great revival was birthed out of just the laymen who were hungry to have God every day, just normal people, businessmen in the city of New York. Jeremiah was his name. Jeremiah Lamphere or Lampier. Uh, Jeremiah got together made a lot of, um, like a few thousand spent all they said, he spent almost all of his money to make little flyers, passed them all out, got a place to pray at noon from like maybe from 11 to 12 or 12 to one in New York city and sat there for 30 minutes. No one showed up and then like four or five guys showed up. So the first time after all those flyers and then the next week was a few more and a few more after a shoot, a short few months, he had up to 10,000 people praying every day in the city of New York
0: during the noon hour,
1: during their lunchtime. And then that was right in the time where the stock market fell. So you have all that going on and then you got a stock market falling and that prayer movement, that, that, that reawakening of that time, that little great awakening, It spread across a nation and went all the way over to the West coast. It touched all over, it birthed over there. It went throughout the country. I wonder, I wonder, we are in a revival of prayer right now. I mean, there's no doubt about that. that We're in a revival of prayer right now. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a loud mouth prayer. All of many of us, there's such a hunger and a yearning. Like when I mentioned, Hey. We're doing intercession teaching and and allow my prayer nation. People are like, oh my gosh, like hundreds and hundreds piling in, joining us, wanting to watch the video and want to be a part and watch live and want to learn how to intercede, want to keep in the balance of the move of the spirit and the power of the word. And so what do you think about that? Where are we? Do you see some of that now in the days of prayer coming upon us like never before?
0: I think people are going to embrace prayer in a way they have never been willing to embrace it before yeah. openly in the streets and in the squares and crying out to God and really seeking him and reverence. There is a reverence for God that is coming back to this nation, a true reverence for God, because you're right. The evil is trying to crest like a wave. It's literally try, It's rising, 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 and trying to crest. And this is why the Lord is raising the standard he is in this nation. And this is why it's needed. And people, servants of the most high God, the body of Christ, have to carry and bear that standard in this hour, because this is what needs to be brought back. Prayer was an integral part of the school system till it was taken out in the 1960s i believe it was in the that that prayer was taken out of schools once that cornerstone was removed everything foul was allowed to enter and anchor and root within the public school system once that happened once prayer was removed and that cornerstone was removed The hand of God is going to take that cornerstone and put it back in the public school system, in the town halls, in the places of office, and in places where they've tried to strip it and remove it. It is going to be brought back. This is coming. This is going to be reported. This is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord.
1: So it's almost like I'm having um just um a flash about the stock market. I don't know if it's because I said that a while ago, but I, the, the Lord just prompted to me about the stock market to watch it. Um, yeah, you know there's cycles there's there's revolutions in God and the things of God sometimes 20 years, sometimes 40, sometimes 50 but there was that that happened in that prayer movement and then there was a fall in the market um and you know there's been much talk for years now with clay clark and many that we know many that we travel with and stuff that study the market i know my friend bo pony great man of god i love Bo. uh he talks a lot about interesting times coming but this is the first time ever that i was just quickened like just by the holy spirit Like watch the stock market. Remember, remember that time you got watch Tulsa, and you were right on
0: a major. And so obviously, yeah, yeah, you were right Uh on
1: with watch Tulsa. And and so honestly, I mean, I, I I'm not trying to be super general and say, ooh, watch Tulsa or watch. You know, I'm not that you you did good, but that's what I'm not trying to be just super general. That way, I'm right. I'm just trying to say, I just feel a quickening. Um. Be led, be led of the Holy Ghost. If you're in the market, be led what to do from here forward. Be led, spend time in the word, how he leads and speaks and guides you. Spend time in the word concerning your finances, concerning the wealth you've accumulated, spend time just holding it before him in prayer, being sensitive, being sensitive to the ever gentle promptings of the Lord to what to do. He'll prompt you to put it here, move it there. He'll prompt you to shield it in certain ways. Just be sensitive, be sensitive, be sensitive. I've seen people just with a stock market change lose 40,000 lose 120,000. I know a man that lost 120,000 in five minutes and I know there's people that lose 120 million in five minutes. I'm just saying, I don't know those guys, but I know the guy that lost 120, uh, you know, and it was just like that. It's just like flipping a switch. And he wasn't a Christian. He didn't walk with the Lord. So his thought was, well, there's nothing I couldn't have done. No, no, no. When you walk with him, the God that helps you build wealth is the God that will help you protect it. Come on. You know, he, he's the God of a cattle of a thousand hills and it didn't say he lost any of them. He can manage the cattle of a thousand hills. He can protect the cattle of a thousand hills and he can protect that, that, that he's helped you accumulate that that you've walked in fellowship with him and that he's blessed you with the blessing of the lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow to it the blessing of the lord stays a blessing it doesn't become a curse if you keep walking in love you keep walking in the light and if you are using money and it's not using you you're still walking in the blessing the blessing of abraham the blessing of the lord is to bless you and the blessing isn't meant to go away during a hard time the men of old Abraham, when you look at the blessing of him, during the hardest times, he was wealthy. He was blessed. So I'm just saying all this to remind those of you that that are watching the market and moving those things, spend time, now I'm telling you about the Lord, spend time praying and being sensitive concerning financial scriptures, concerning your God leading you and guiding you so that you will you will pick up on things because I've said this before, Jehovah Jireh, the essence of why he's such a wonderful, amazing, merciful, gracious provider is because he sees tomorrow. The one that provides for you, when he sees tomorrow, you're going to be okay, but you've got a fellowship with him.
0: You know, that's so true. And I'm going to tie this into a couple of things here. One of the reasons the Lord got so mad about them erecting that golden calf yeah, is because God is the God of tomorrow. And he had already seen ahead to everything Israel had needed and was providing it every step of, of the way. And they took gold and they made an idol out of it. And they worshiped it when God had given them so much. And in this hour, you are going to see the fall of America's golden calves. You are going to see golden calves topple and come down because the Lord will not compete with them because he does not submit to these world systems. And you are going to see the bull come down also. Uh Uh-oh. Bull was in in hello missy bull in the word of god or the old testament ba- baal many times was depicted as an image of a bull <laughs> that bull is going to be grabbed by his horns by the hand of god and pulled right down into the dust to his face because it's time that these systems humble themselves under the hand of god that 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 you feel that heavy presence of the Lord moving. It is time that America humble themselves yeah. under the <laughs> power and hand of God, not under the power and hand of the bull, not under the power and hand of transgenderism, not under the power and hand of the rainbow. Yeah that they've counterfeited, not under the power and the hand of the almighty dollar, not under the power in the hand of the counterfeit part of the church, but under the power and hand of almighty God. This yeah. is the hour we are in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, there's such awe. There's such awe in this hour, you know, second Chronicles seven 14. I mean, why not just bring that scripture out? This is the national day of prayer. And Amanda's praying right now in tongues under her breath. So everybody hold on. Hallelujah. The Holy ghost is moving. Second Chronicles seven 14. If my people who are called by my name, they'll humble themselves. You don't even need your spiritual leader to lead you into that. That is you just chasing after making no reputation of yourself, emptying yourself Stop trying to exalt yourself and only exalt, only magnify him. If you'll do that, you don't have to have your pastor lead you in this. That was the point he wanted me to bring about this scripture. If my people will humble themselves, you don't even have to be led in it. You can just run after it yourself and will turn from their wicked ways. They're not, it's not even showing they're being led in this. The people themselves had a craving for God. The people themselves had a hunger, had a desire, had a passion to chase after him. And they will pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Repentance. John the Baptist prepared the way of the Lord, Amanda, and his whole message was turn, turn from your wicked ways, brood of vipers. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was his entire message. And he was the most powerful prophet that was preparing the way for the Lord. Well, the Lord is coming. And now the body of Christ, many of us have upon us that mantle of John, the Baptist preparing the way, and we're screaming and shouting the same thing. Turn from your wicked ways, humble yourself, pray, seek his face, grab a hold to the heart of God and chase after him, and what happens? God will hear from heaven, and he will forgive their sin, and this nation will be put back in the role of the fullness. It's not in the fullness of what it's designed to do. This nation isn't, I mean, just a bare corner of it. Just We are holding this nation on the very edge of what it's called to do. We're going to grab this thing and we're going to pull it right back in the center of the fullness of God's blessing of this nation entering into usability. That way this nation is going to be the number one most powerful, financially charged, spiritually charged, Word of God equipped platform to absolutely reach the world. Do you know I traveled with brother Hagan and Amanda. Yeah. We were at his last birthday party in Mississauga, Canada. And one of the ladies, her name is, um, uh, Linda. was it Linda? Um, an older lady, her and her, uh, no, her name was Cheryl. Her name was Cheryl, Jackson. Cheryl Cheryl Jackson. Um, uh, Cheryl and her husband were pastors over in, in the East coast somewhere. And Cheryl was sitting next to brother Hagan. Now this was his last birthday before he went home to Jesus. We're sitting up there in a dark room. Do you remember when the East coast lost electricity around 2003, all the way up into Canada?
0: Yes. I remember that.
1: Okay. We, that, that night we lost electricity. We're sitting in a room celebrating his 86th birthday and we're sitting there and Cheryl leans over and says, brother Hagan. When's Jesus coming? And he said, "When the Muslims are reached, when the Muslims wow. are reached, our nation is going to reach the Muslims. Amen. Amen. There's the a divine Lord. assignment on this nation to reach the Muslims. oh man,
0: Praise the Lord that you know that is amazing. That is <laughs> it is but it's it is this Uh-oh. nation was supposed to be the lighthouse the beacon <laughs> on a hill that reaches the light of the nations in the areas Ooh. that couldn't be reached that's what the station was <laughs> raised up to do and mm, and it, mm, and mm. it strayed. <laughs> As Israel strayed. It strayed from its assignment. And now the Lord is going, oh, come back wayward sheep to your shepherd. You need to come back. I am calling you back in this season to fulfill and finish the assignment I have given you. Why do you think the enemy has attempted to use radicals to infiltrate the government of the United States of America? Radicals that don't serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but radicals to infiltrate, to try to stop such a thing from happening. Because when Isaac and Ishmael are brought back, looking at the same Yeshua, that's when you know, praise the Lord.
1: I'm kind of half happy after that last one with me. Praise the Lord.
0: Praise the Lord.
1: I've got, i I just, I just had a, a quickening that it seems so it seems like the enemy knows this nation's call to reach the Muslims. The, the enemy's smarter than the church. The enemy knows the plans and the assignments of God, sometimes more than 90% of the church. That Most of the church true. looks at the Muslims and say, our enemy, our enemy, our enemy. And God says, precious fruit, precious fruit. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Come on, America. Come on, America. Come on, nation. Get into place. Be that strong arm of law, of the spirit of law of Christ Jesus. I've called you to be. Go get those that everyone else says should go to hell. I don't want them in hell. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the precious fruit of the earth.
0: Amen. Amen amen <laughs> and it's maturing it is maturing and becoming ripe in this season Uh-oh. because in this season you will hear more testimonies than you ever have of Jesus Christ appearing to Muslims yeah. you you've seen sprinklings of it you've heard sprinklings of testimonies and this season you will hear more come out than ever they ever have saying that jesus christ has appeared to them in dreams and visions before them on the road to damascus why are you persecuting me this is what is happening you're going to see a bunch of souls that were high up in persian governments and in governments in lebanon and in governments in turkey proclaim their faith in jesus christ because he meets them on the road to damascus yeah praise the lord yeah thank mm. you lord look the dogs are even stirred up in the spirit <clears throat> <laughs>
1: Ooh, Romans dogs are even glory. Stirred up. I know your dogs are excited tonight. Praise the Lord.
0: Praise the Lord. Would you like to see a correction be given? I'll show you what a correction looks like, just so we understand it in a, in a visual contest for the church. Cyrus, leave it. Leave it.
1: Enough.
0: <laughs> leave it. Leave it. No more.
1: Okay, see, <clears throat> that's what I'm talking about.
0: There you go. And he thought st- that's a correction. <laughs> that's how you issue a correction. That's what you should be doing to the enemy. Leave it in Jesus name. Yeah. 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 Leave it. That's okay. not yours to touch. <laughs> Leave it.
1: So Marty, that's cool. that brother Hagan said that. And then three months later, he went home to Jesus. That's cool. Thank you for sharing that great insight. But how in the world are we going to do that? Okay, well, Romans 8 says, verse 19, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory, glory, which shall be revealed in us for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly, eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God this earth and the precious fruit of this earth get what I'm saying. You know, we've said you got father time, you got brother jukebox. Okay. It's a bad country song. You got father time. You got mother earth. Well, mother earth, that's just absolutely stupid. But just from the perspective, I want you to understand that earth is where the precious fruit is growing right now, right? The precious fruit is growing on this earth. So it's, you no, know, I'm not calling it at all mother earth. That's silliness, new age, bunch of boo-goo, whatever the world, but the precious fruit of the earth is growing in this earth and this earth for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly is waiting for you and I to be the revealing of the son of God. We are at this present time, we're not worthy to be compared with the glory of that shall be revealed in us, the glory of God beginning to be revealed in us at the level that he desires because this earth and the precious fruit, we're talking about the Muslims right now, the precious fruit of this earth is waiting on us, waiting to see God. They know they don't have God. They got ritual. They got hate. They got torment. They got division. They don't even like their own Bible, their own words. They don't even like it. They they know there's no love in that. There's they're no love. Waiting they're waiting on us. The church love. is wanting to push them away. They're waiting on us to reveal the glory of God and for us to come get them. How do we get them Amanda for the glory that is placed in us to begin to shine on the outside of us with the miraculous healings and miracles, the signs and the wonders doing the very works of Jesus. That's what the glory, that's what this earth is eagerly waiting. Creation is screaming, pleading with us, begging for us to look like Jesus.
0: It is, absolutely. I mean, the the earth groans. The word of God talks about this, mm. the groanings mm. of the earth that God can hear. When you see earthquakes and shiftings and things of that nature going on, the earth is groaning. The earth is restless. The earth is waiting Yes. for the power of its creator to yeah, touch yeah. it. And, and Muslims need to see the signs and the wonders and the miracles. And they need to feel the all-encompassing love of God that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for them because yes. they, they were that precious to him. Yeah. They don't have that. That all-encompassing, mm-hmm. unconditional, merciful love of God. And that's touching down. That's why they're restless in Iran. That's why they're restless in the Middle East. This is why they're restless and they're seeking because they know what they're being given is oppressive and it's dark. Yeah. And it's not connecting with their soul. Yeah. See, Cyrus just gave us a perfect example. The shepherd is coming back for his sheep. (laughs) <laughs> this dog is prophetic. I'm telling you, this dog is prophetic. We're talking about this. And Cyrus, the shepherd, comes oh, wow. with the sheep. Wow. Dog is prophetic. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Praise the
1: Lord. <laughs> I wish my dog was prophetic. He'd bring me a pot roast in about 20 minutes. Praise the Lord.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your dog is Hallelujah.
1: Dog.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah.
1: I do believe, (laughs) I do believe, (laughs) I do believe we're stepping into, um, I just feel like it's almost like a a new day, a new dawn, a new day, a new dawn for the work, the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ in and through the church for that precious fruit. You know, Mario Murillo came to town a while back. Mm-hmm. Love Mario. Um, haven't loved everything he's ever said, but love Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, don't agree with everything he said, but I, I do honor him and respect him. He's been a faithful man unto the Lord for many years. And I was very honored to see he came to town a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. And uh, I just, I just love him. He's a good guy. Um, but um, he came to town and. So in the Tulsa and in that I was seeking the Lord and just spending time in prayer and the Lord of the Lord came to me because I'm prophetically called into my city. And so the Lord, so as that, as a watchman on the wall and that prophetic office, I get I get things about the city that might not everyone would get. And I got something about him coming to town and the Lord said to me, I'm sending him, the Lord said to me, many are saying that I'm sending Mario and he's coming to the city of Tulsa to start the revival. Many are questioning, is this the start of the revival? Mario coming to the city, um, to the ORU campus where 10,000 of us gathered. Is that the start of revival? And the Lord said to me, go tell him it's not, it's not the start of revival. I'm sending my servant. The Lord said, I'm sending Mario to remind the church and to reset their focus back on the precious fruit of the earth. Amen. Now, when Mario and Gene, Gene Bailey with Flashpoint, Mm -hmm. I got to meet Gene and his wife and Mario... I've
0: never met Mr. Gene yet. Hopefully at some point I'll meet Gene Bailey.
1: He's just incredibly tall. Mm -hmm. He's just... He's very
0: tall, huh?
1: He's just a tall dude. He's just tall and he's got this wavy, cool, curly hair. And it's just a tall guy, you know, but we get to visit with them for a minute at a special pastor's meeting or minister's meeting that Mario put on to bring unity. Good job, Mario, right on the money, because it's about unity, the body coming together. But the Lord dealt with me and said, tell them, Marty. So I went to my friends who were leadership and I said to them, don't think this is the revival the Lord is telling me. Now, not everyone wants to listen to me. Not everyone wants, because you know, I, I'm just Marty. I'm like, listen, this isn't about revival. The revival's not here yet. This is about the church in our city has gotten about building their church, not reaching the lost. It's mm. completely different. Yep. The churches of this city. Now, not all of them. Like Victory, there are some great churches in town that are really got powerful ministries reaching the lost. And I give them, like I was at Victory today, Victory Church, absolutely. Pat the Dohertys, praise God for what they're doing. They have bus ministry. They reach, you know, different parts of the city. And so I'm not talking about everyone, but I'm and I'm just conveying what the Lord said to me. I believe. I'm bringing this story up in line with the Muslims that we've been talking about because I'm sensing that we're shifting now and the Lord is pushing the body of Christ to refocus their ambitions, refocus energy and strength back upon the precious fruit of the earth. Mm -hmm. Jesus cannot come back until the fruit's met and the church or until the fruit is reached and harvested. And the church is the only one going to do it. Amen. The government's not going to reach the precious fruit of the earth. They don't even know how to. The government's going to oppress the precious fruit of the earth. The government's
0: going to oppress it. The government is oppressive. Come on now. By nature. It is carnal. It is greedy. It is oppressive. Hmm. It is fleshly. And it is meant to literally squash. The precious fruit of the earth. Not to water it, cultivate it, and grow it. The government doesn't know how to do that with anything. Let's be honest. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having the issues with farming either that we're having in the United States of America.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I believe we're just at this paradigm shift. We're just at this shift to where the Father is starting to push, push all these little baby ministers, push these churches, look back at the precious fruit. And I have to say it's a major problem, a major, major, major problem. When the very number one focal point of the very heart of the father is the precious fruit of the earth, but churches are just wanting to build churches. They're wanting to get people to come inside their walls. So they do a little bit of marketing and they tell everyone in the church, go invite someone. Well, you know who they invite. The majority of the time they already invite someone who's already saved. And they just moved from church to church and you just get the churches filled full of people that were going to a different church. And sometimes you get saved in, I mean, I, you know, I've gone to churches where there have been 4,000 people and three people get saved. Okay. Praise God. If you took those 4,000 people into the streets, you would get 300 people saved in an hour. That's right. But you keep your you keep your little sheep in the pen and they can't graze. They can't go out there and be a sheep. They can't go out there and work and do the job that the farm needs.
0: Amen. That is so true. Sheep need to graze. They need grazing land. And they need a good shepherd to lead them. Yeah. Otherwise, what happens is sheep get into everything they're not supposed to because they're overly curious by nature. They are not dumb. They are overly curious. Yeah. There's a difference. I know I have two of them and I have to deal with the head all the time because they want to try to be a little spicy and defiant right. sometimes and they have to be put back in their place. But <laughs> sheep want to graze and they want to go out and they want to see consistency in their shepherd. They know my sheep, Archie and Moses, know what time I'm coming every day to feed them. Mm. They know what time in the morning they're already waiting at the gate. They know what time I'm coming because I'm consistent with them, which makes we're a better disciplined sheep. So, yes, if we let them out into the highways and the byways and the cities and the streets and the squares, you would see powerful moves of God. Mm. Mm. Praise the Lord.
1: Mm. Mm. You know, I mean, we don't have to have the whole church to wake up to look like the church. That's right. You know, we just need those who are willing. And I believe there are many willing today. I believe there are many willing today. And having said that an hour and 23 minutes in everyone, that was our introduction. So what are we talking about tonight? Amanda?
0: (laughs) Praise the Lord.
1: Praise the Lord. Well, Marty, I'm, yep. I'm so thankful the Lord reminded me about that, um, about the Muslims. I really feel that so strong. Praise the Lord. I feel like there's a definitely a shifting taking place. Mm. God is good, God is good, God is good. I'm glad yes. for everyone that got to hear this tonight, too, because many times we look at certain groups of people in the world as the enemy, but how's a father see them? Yeah. You know, Jesus died for everyone, you know. Mm. Amen. praise god well i'm also super excited about tuesday where you are going to join me at 10 o'clock eastern yes nine o'clock central which is where i live um on my show so you'd have to go to loudmouth prayer which i think that amanda or. might she'll probably her we'll team put it will be up putting yep up
0: loudmouthprayer.org we will put it yeah. up
1: and now it's going to actually not be on dot org it's actually going to be on my rumble and our YouTube and our oh, Facebook.
0: Okay, so we'll put it up. Yes, we will
1: yeah, put it so up. Yeah, so you guys will okay. put that link up. But she'll be a, my first guest on our new show. I'm honored. Oh, I'm you
0: honored.
1: might be our only guest. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, so tune in for that. It's going to be live. <laughs> it's going to be live. It's going to be at 10 o'clock Eastern, and oh. we're going to do much of what we did tonight, but we want to get over. We're going to talk about intercession. The spirit yes. of intercession is kind of what I have in my heart. What does it look like? What's it feel like? the nitty gritty of the intercession getting on over in that. And then we'll, so the Lord calls us to teach and demonstrate, teach and demonstrate. So that's what we'll be doing for that time. So praise God.
0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Marty.
1: Well, thank you for having me tonight. It's an interesting night. night. Yes. Yes, Very good night.
0: And Marty, I will be on with him Tuesday, but then he will be back on here. Um, A week from this coming Monday. So we will announce, but it'll be a week from this coming Monday that we will, that'll be 10 days, the 15th. Me and Marty will be back on here for Grace Out Loud.
1: You and I and Jenny and Chris will be doing open in prayer probably Friday. Yes, I
0: think so. We're doing opening prayer Friday morning at Reawaken America Miami. And we will be praying for people there. Yes. Me and Marty and others, we are going to be praying for people. We love to do that at Reawaken America. And so we will definitely be doing that.
1: We'll put together a team and uh, as many as we can get that knows what they're doing. There's quite a few of us. We'll put together a good team and we will minister to the sick and those that just need uh, deliverance or just whatever's going on. Praise
0: God. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise God.
1: Well, on behalf of my beautiful wife and I, Jenny and I, we appreciate you. Great show tonight. Thank you for having us on with you and your beautiful dogs.
0: Thank you, Marty. Thank you. I'll see you Tuesday. See you Tuesday. Okay. And that concludes our grace out loud for tonight. Praise the Lord. It was a powerful night. And uh, the dogs now have, have finally settled down for a minute here. And now they're back at it again. So this is where we're going. What are you doing? Come here. Are you going to say bye to everybody? Cyrus. Oh, you got your ball? Come here. What's this? You want to show you when your ball before we leave? You going to come up? You going to come up or no? Say, no, I want my ball, mom. You have my ball. He loves that ball. Okay. Praise the Lord. God bless everyone. Keep the faith. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six. We love you. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. And tomorrow, I believe it's tomorrow, we will announce, but there is a uh, urgent prophetic warning and a discussion I need to have and we're going to go live to have it having to do with part two of seducing spirits and what's going on and we're going to get into some dreams the Lord has given me lately more in depth so look for that we're going to announce it um and I think it'll be on tomorrow night so praise the Lord keep the faith have a wonderful evening hello everyone this is Amanda Grace and I wanted to tell you if you are interested in where you should invest financial matters if Precious metals, if gold and silver is something that you should invest in or should be a part of your portfolio, please go to bh-pm.com. That is bh-pm.com. Beverly Hills Precious Metals, Andrew Sorcini, who has been on Art of Grace before, he loves to answer our viewers' questions, is more than happy to guide you and to answer your questions and to help you in those financial matters. So please go to bh-pm.com today. Thank you, everyone. God bless. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARK, A-R-K to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products they are so much more than just pillows they have amazing bathrobes. they have sheets they have slippers they of course have pillows and they even have Dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact, Noble, our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love has indeed slept on a my pillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARC. God bless everyone. If you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier, if you are looking for guidance, go to Sherwood.tv. Forward slash Amanda Grace. Dr. Mark Sherwood and his lovely wife, Dr. Michelle, have the functional medical institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Both myself and my husband Chris, and let me tell you, God bless Dr. Sherwood, because Chris was a tough nut to crack on this. But Chris is finally on board, and we are both patients of this i have to tell you they have helped us tremendously they also have an amazing line of products that are excellent for your health and can help you get your health back on track so if you would like to make an appointment with them or you want to go see uh what they are all about what products they have you can go to sherwood.tv forward slash amanda grace for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary. They also have outdoor ones. They actually yield 30% more and grow the vegetables three times faster. So if you would like to learn more, go to amandagracegrows.com. God bless. And I have to tell you something, they work. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics. Over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very yeah. sincere about um, having right. alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. Yeah. I tried the pain patches and yeah. I gave them I, to I, my uh VP of operations also, Ronnie, and she said they worked as well. She was yeah. quite shocked actually, but she said they worked so. and they worked when I use them. When you
1: connect it to your body, the skin patch changes your brain waves.
0: Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on and we use this on Toby actually, cause Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously <laughs> healing him, He has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I walked him
0: out and wow, he's boom. (laughs) And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what What did you do to him? So it's good. (laughs)